0: everyone welcome to the show spilling salsa it has been a little bit it's been a little bit we've we've run into some issues for a few reasons we've had uh both of us have traveled a little bit uh some technical difficulties with the last pod which we actually did we did actually do
1: yes we did record
0: <laughs> we did record it but it's just gonna live in our our brains for the rest of time uh where we, t- where we talked a little bit about march madness and and uh the batman did the get, batman. it did get our it did get our uh, stamp of approval, I believe. Yes. Uh, in case you want to know, uh,
1: it's, we'll leave it. At, it's it's different. It's it's awesome in its own way. So definitely check it out.
0: Uh, which probably everyone has now decided yeah. they <laughs> want to see it for themselves. If, if you, you haven't, so
1: then uh, wait for it on Redbox or go <laughs> or the to Red Redbox <laughs> or go to the off-brand like Cinema Cafe or Movie Land or whatever your your knockoff theater is that gets the the older movies.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but it, I mean, it's been crazy, Chad. The, uh, this time of year, it's, it's been just nonstop. It seems like we had awards season for, uh, Grammys were very recently, the Oscars mm-hmm. were recently, the Masters was this past weekend, NBA playoffs are rolling around this upcoming weekend, March Madness ended two weekends ago, <laughs> NFL trades have been every weekend of the past few weekends. It's it's a fun, fun time if you love sports. It's a fun, fun time mm-hmm. if you love movies, TV, music, all of it's really an exciting time, but what has sort of like grabbed your interest over the last few weeks? I know you've been you've been keeping tabs on all of
1: it. Yeah, like we said, March with March Madness, March into April is one of the the most busy times in all of sports for the well-rounded fan, somebody who like tries to follow a bit of everything. Um, but obviously, I mean uh, I'll lead off the the championship games recently in the past like five or six years, they always seem to be really tight games in March madness. Once it gets to the national championship, we haven't been let down that many times with blowouts or bad games. Like we've had a lot of games come right down to the end. And we had an awesome comeback um, by Kansas to, to win the title over UNC, which was a one over an eight seed. And I feel like Kansas was one of those one seeds that just like everyone forgot about when they filled out their bracket, they were like, they're just putting people through and they're like, All right, Gonzaga, all right, maybe even Duke, we'll put a two seed through. And then you get to K- Kansas's region and everyone just assumed Kansas was gonna lose.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was it was weird. And and Kansas is a blue blood program. It's not like Kansas hasn't been there done that before, hadn't hadn't done it recently per se, but they've definitely shown and Bill Self, the coach has yeah. had a very proven track record. I think he's, so, I think this is weird his, to doubt second,
1: his second title. So he has been one of those coaches who's been on the verge. And I think they said he had like six or seven final fours with only one title. So he was someone who wasn't able to finish once he got into the final four, but they're, it's like they're there every year. They, they're one of those teams. that's always going to have the talent and the coaching to be there. And they were just a really, really good team this year. And, it, they almost they almost got beat, though, to our chagrin by Duke's rival who knocked out Coach K on his swan song.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this was one of those weird games where – so in one of the very rare years I actually was contending in a bracket <laughs> pool this year, uh, I had Baylor winning it all. And so the fact that, that that region of the bracket totally got destroyed and all these upsets happened, it actually gave me a chance because if UNC won, I actually would have won a, a nice sum of money there in that pool. So halftime rolled around. UNC was up by, I think like 14
1: points. I was feeling feeling pretty, pretty good about myself (laughs) thinking about what you're going to buy with that, (laughs) with the winnings.
0: (laughs) I know I started to put the cart before the horse and suddenly like five minutes into the second half, that lead is gone. It's just evaporated immediately.
1: It was a wild game. We've had some great ones. Um, So March madness lived up to its name. There was, you had St. Peter's, you had all those upsets and, Capped off by just a wonderful final and, but it, it wasn't just, it wasn't just March madness. Like we said, the, the masters just happened this past weekend, which uh, I know you and I are big fans and I'm sure people across the world tune into the masters when it's the masters weekend cuz um, it's a big 4-day thing and like just just watching it it feels so nice you're like in your good weather and you're watching the tournament you're like wow this looks pretty peaceful if you're out walking the <laughs> walking the greens and stuff it's just one of those things that even non-golf fans sometimes tune into
0: it's the masters weekend is a super fun weekend because yeah it is sort of the the upcoming spring is is showing that the nice weather's there. I was laughing at the TV because this year on Saturday, they were playing in like the, the mid fifties. Um, and I'm not sure if you heard like a lot of the commentary, but the announcers just kept saying how cold it was. I know. They're like It's so cold. It's so cold. They're going to struggle with their swing. And Colin Morikawa was wearing like a face mesh thing. It looks ridiculous. Like, what are these guys doing? It's 55. Come on now. It's not, it's not that bad
1: no i mean it's been about 55 for the last like two or three months um where we are <laughs> and i'm a PE teacher i'm outside all the time and my my students are outside my 11 12 13 year olds um with just t-shirts they're out here saying it's hot like this is no that was it was crazy they kept they kept you're right they it was like incessant they were like it is so cold it's you can you can feel the players tightening up it's like it's it's not thirty. <laughs> yeah, is what are you talking about? It's so cold. Come on now. <laughs> it wasn't the like ideal Masters temperature that we've seen before, where like it's like sixties and sunny and breezy and it's like beautiful and the the conditions are perfect for scoring. It was blustery and it was sometimes windy and a little maybe a little rainy, but all in all we got like the best sunday weather. Like that was the most important. Mm-hmm. We got the best weather on sunday for everybody to make that final push, but nobody was able to to quite catch the the champion.
0: Yeah, the champion. You said it and and this is probably a name that's not super familiar to people, you know, that that are he's no Tiger, right? He's no, no. he's not dominating the headlines of golf, but he should be cuz this this man has been this year over the last two months especially in all the big tournaments his name is Scotty Scheffler and he's been basically dominating all, almost all the big tournaments he is he is showing nerves of steel every every time that he's out there and the masters you saw it too he he never sweat the entire weekend it was it was crazy he was up by 3 and then up by 5 and then up by 3 he never blinked it was it was a masterclass in shutting down a performance
1: no and it was one of the, the the only time he struggled was his very last clinching like five foot putt <laughs> where he missed it twice and was like kind of putting on a show and playing to the crowd. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, he was in in unfla- like unflappable, unflappable. He couldn't he couldn't miss. He he was hitting greens, but it, it was more so the scrambling, which in golf terms means where you you don't hit the ideal drive off the tee, but you're able to still scrape by and get birdies and pars. Um, and he just, he did it all weekend. He played almost as flawlessly as you can see someone play at the masters. Like he was working that course over and there wasn't anybody in the field that looked like they were going to catch him at any point. And like you said, yeah, he, I think it's four tournaments out of six now since February. Um, he got his first career win ever in February and then proceeded to win three out of the next five tournaments. And he's now ranked number one in the world. So talk about like a rapid ascension to the top. (laughs) And
0: absolutely insane, like rocket ship to the top. And he, he was, I think like a rookie of the year, just two years ago. Like it's been, it's been crazy seeing his ascent to the top. I mean, he does look like he's 45, even though he's 25 yes. years old, dude looks like he's 45, just the, the, the attitude and the, the the body and sort of everything about him screams. Like I'm, I'm like that dad that is just going out for a Sunday stroll. I've got kind of a weird swing at work and, <laughs> I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He's also a really nice guy. It seems like
1: mm-hmm. everything about like his demeanor and hearing him in his post match like interview and his speech and seeing him, yeah, he seems like a good old boy. Like he's from Texas. He's just soft spoken. Kind of seems like he just does his own thing out there and doesn't really let anybody get to him. Um, mm-hmm. And is and is content with wherever his shot goes. Like you never saw him get frustrated or throw a club up in the air or smack the ground he just kind of hit his shot moved on to the next one Hit his shot yeah. even, even when he was missing he's just locked in um so that was very impressive and i think that's just a that like symbolizes the the youth movement in golf that we've been seeing the last couple of years where the majority of the top players now are in their 20s like these are these are all players that are in their prime and are going to be around for a while. And it seems like golfers are just getting better and better at like younger ages. They're able to rise up the rankings much quicker, it would seem.
0: Yeah, it's sad for me as a sports watcher because golf is one of the, the few areas of sports where you could wait till like your mid to late 30s to really shine and be like a you know, winning a lot of tournaments and be a professional and things like that. And it's you know, always in the back of my mind, like, hey, you know, maybe one day, one day I get, <laughs> you get there. And like, you know, now that basketball is obviously a young man's game and, and soccer and a lot of you know football, obviously, except for the quarterback and punter positions, really. But now it's like, is golf also becoming a young man's game? Come on now. Come on. It's
1: just, <laughs> and it's it's it seems like it is because uh, the the older the older vets in the field just weren't able to hang this weekend. Um, Mm -mm. the majority of them, I think if you look down the top 20, there may have been a couple that were maybe in their thirties, forties. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rory
0: was totally out of it until the last day, which he sort of
1: made an appearance at the very end. He did. And, um, that was nice to see. It gave us a little nostalgia. (laughs) We, luckily we were able to see glimpses the first couple days of tigers. we were seeing some guys that were from our childhood, but, um, speaking on the, the national scale we we also saw what we didn't see 4 years ago which is the us men qualifying for the world cup and not not choking this time in a in a very easy qualification process i'll put it like we should qualify like we should every 4 <laughs> years so this was this was to be expected except, and we're overjoyed to see what they can do in the upcoming world cup
0: yeah, U.S. men's national team was a farce for the last five years—an
1: embarrassment, so, as an Alexi Lalas <laughs> kindly put.
0: <laughs> and now we're we're honestly in a position in a group to do quite well. To mm-hmm. honestly, we should the U.S. should probably move on from this group. Um, it's in November in in Qatar, which is a very interesting time to be watching the World Cup. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I kind of. Want to competing with my NFL viewership? No.
1: I I'm I'm I only like the the May June like July type soccer watching. I'm not here for the October November December time. <laughs> it just feels frame. weird. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. But this team is another like it's a like you said young man's game. The U.S. is very 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 young. Compared to the majority of the teams at the the World Cup level, I'd say at least. I mean, the majority of their starting lineup will probably be under like twenty six. I mean, just about everybody. It seems Christian Pulisic is one of the older players now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is crazy because he's still only like twenty five or something.
0: I mean, this is really the moment for for people like Pulisic to to etch their name in in. Sort of the annals of U.S. men's national team. Obviously, for the people that follow closely, they they see his talent, they see they see everything he's brought to the the interest in the game, all of it. And and now we have so many players in Europe. It's really like I gotta say, it's put up or shut up time for the U.S. Mm-hmm. U.S. team and for your for anyone to be remembered in the likes of not that they're even that impressive overall, but like to, to be remembered in the same statement as the people like Clint Dempsey, Brian McBride. Claudio Reyna, mm-hmm. uh, Landon Donovan, obviously yeah. Timmy you're going to have to make a little bit of noise. Timmy Howard, of course. Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, I think this is, this is their time. They, they have a, they have the talent to compete on the world level. And I think they did get a favorable draw. I think they have England and they have Iran and I believe they have the winner of like Wales, Scotland, Ukraine or something mm-hmm. of yep. that nature. So of course, Scotland, Ukraine, Wales, any of those three teams could be a tough out and probably will be a tough out. England obviously is a top 10 team in the world, but England never really impresses me on the big stages. They seem to play very conservatively and lose games they shouldn't. And at least from my memory, the US typically plays them well on big stages. I think they've tied Mm -hmm. a few times, maybe beaten them once or twice. So I have high expectations seeing the group, I expect them to get to the knockout stage, which I don't like. I probably should lower my expectations so (laughs) that I'm not upset if they don't make it, but I'm fully expecting them to get through.
0: I I would completely agree. I mean, I think this, this world cup for the U S men's national team, if they don't make the quarter or not the quarter, if they don't make the knockout stage, it's a huge failure. Yes. From, from the way I view it. I mean, they, they, not that they scrape by through qualifying. They, they, it was always going to be pretty easy to, to, to qualify, hopefully, for the U.S. this, this year. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, they, I mean, they they should be able to get through, but they, sh- they can't really overlook Iran, and they can't really overlook the winner of the the playoff, the Wales-Ukraine-Scotland mm-hmm. winner. They're, I mean, on any day, these teams can get beat. I'm super pumped, though, for, like you said, the Black Friday showdown, the day after Thanksgiving, England versus U.S. I mean, that's a that's must-watch television.
1: Oh, yeah, and that's one of those games that like, if you, you think as a U.S. fan, if you beat England in that game, you're probably going to be moving on. If we're thinking idealistically that we can either get a point from Iran or beat Iran and then maybe a point, or if you get upset, you still have that win because the only way you're really getting through is at worst you have to go 1-1-1 one, one, and one, probably, and ideally two wins, one loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but that will be very exciting, and like you said, this is a put-up – Put up shut up like year because I think they've built up to this moment and they're going to have more fans watching them than ever before because they've they have the younger audience really tuning in and believing that the U.S. can finally compete with some of these teams. And if they just go out there and underperform, I think it's going to be a huge disappointment. and It's going to be big impact on like soccer viewership as a whole.
0: Yeah, I agree. There's already people – I mean, I'm sure you have peers like this. I have I have plenty of peers and friends like this that that only really tune in during the World Cup, you know, and last World Cup they, they didn't even watch because the U.S. wasn't in it. And if the U.S. puts on a bad show again, I think people are just going to be like, well, we're just never going to be good. We're never going to get there, and soccer is just not for us. Except
1: they'll watch our women because our women usually – I mean, they're, they're good. <laughs> they're, <yeah. laughs> we have to put that out there. When we say we're talking about U.S. men's soccer, the women's team – amazing to watch they always compete at the highest of high levels
0: i mean the women are so good that carly lloyd was tapped to be a ball drawer at the drawing ceremony for the world cup like the pool draw (laughs) out of out of all the people that they could have chosen carly lloyd was one of them which it just shows her impact on the game
1: yeah absolutely um I think uh, switching gears a little bit, um, I know we had March Madness, but the at the pro level, the NBA actually just winded down last night, I believe was the mm-hmm. last regular season game. Um, so now we've got the play-in matchup set. And for those that don't know what play-in is, it is a new term really with the NBA. Its First year was last year, I believe, where yep. they did the play-in games, which is a play-in style tournament where they take, the eighth, ninth, 10th, or like seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th seeds. And they kind of bracket their way to the, the actual playoffs. Um, so we will be narrowing that down on Tuesday or Wednesday to get our final grouping. But what do you, what, do, from the NBA season, I'll say, I know you're a Celtics fan, so you're excited. Cause I think they clinched the two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Lakers fan. They did not make the playoffs, <laughs> which is one of the most underwhelming like performances of a team ever. Honestly, like, horrible. Ever. I, they had like championship hype. And I think we're the second highest favorites in Vegas before the year started. And they didn't make the playoffs, which is incredulous. I mean, to have 10 teams brought from your conference and to not make it is just a huge, huge failure.
0: Two thirds of the teams in the NBA make the
1: playoffs and a team two, that has two thirds, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, and a kind of washed-up Carmelo, but four guys that are going to be on the top 75 list of all time and you don't make the playoffs, that's, it, it was ugly. It was ugly. I, ugly. And I know if you listen to some of our pods from a couple months back, we, you asked me, did I have more confidence in the Nets or the Lakers? And I answered, the Nets, this is why. <laughs> it's true. The Nets,
0: the Nets actually didn't make it out of the play-in game, though. Surprisingly, they, they are did still in not. the play-in game
1: which with Kyrie playing as much as he did the last like stretch, it was surprising. They weren't able to work their way into the top six. It will be interesting to see if they can get into the playoffs because they will be one of those teams who, if they do get in it is possible. They just get hot and go on a huge run because they have all-star level talent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things as a
0: Celtics fan, I'm a little bit hesitant about because we lost, uh, our are, are sort of our one of our defensive playmakers and Robert Williams are our, our center. And the Nets have a very good chance of matching up with the, the Celtics if they win their Tuesday night game. They match up with the Celtics basically for the first round of the playoffs, which the Nets are are a seven seed in number, but they have the talent to be a top top two or three seed east if they were playing that way this year. So I'm a little bit worried, obviously, to be the best you got to beat the best. And it's time for for the Celtics to You know, I said it for the U.S. men's national team. I think I say it for the Celtics, too. It's put up or shut up time. Like, we've heard lots and lots. The pundits are raving about the Celtics every week now because their defense is so good and they've been on a tear since January. And I love it. I love what I've seen. But I'm not I'm not ready to make the leap to say that they're they're in the conversation to be some of the best teams in the NBA until they have playoff success with with these stars.
1: Yeah, they are the center of the hype machine, and it's probably something you don't like. Is where everybody's talking up the Celtics right before the playoffs because it's it's just making you feel like there's going to be a letdown uh, because they finished the season so strong, and it just seemed like they were clicking, like in, they were humming along perfectly. I hope they do play well. I hope they knock the Nets out. I don't need to see Kyrie and KD. I'd rather see a young team with new faces, fresh like types of, I want you always want to see teams that don't get in get we want to see some new blood in the finals it seems like we've seen the same guys for a decade with Steph, LeBron, KD, like Kyrie, like they're all they're Clay, they're always in the finals. Let's get some new teams. Um the Warriors are a, a weird team as well because Steph has been injured, Draymond's still like half injured, James Wiseman didn't play the whole season basically. Clay is going off one game but then really cold the next so the Warriors are a very strange team. I know we mentioned when you were, we were talking about teams we believe that could make a run. I said the Warriors, they they make me nervous as well.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the Warriors are are
0: definitely a weird team this year. Obviously, a lot depends on Steph's health. He guys hurt all the time at this point in his career, uh, and that'll that'll go a long way in determining where they are. But that's also one of those teams that they shoot so many threes and how they play that. They could easily sweep a series 4-0 against a good team, or they could just be in a dogfight for seven games because they're just they're not making their threes. So mm-hmm. the Warriors are going to be an interesting team this year. The defense isn't as good as as it was earlier this season. I mean, how how likely do you think it is? Just the Suns Heat final one versus one. I mean, I'm more more confident in the Suns than I am the Heat probably because uh, the the East is just so tight. I, I'm probably thinking it's a Suns Bucks re- rematch to be honest, but I don't know mm-hmm. if you feel strongly about that.
1: The Heat, I never trust the Heat in the playoffs for some reason. I just can't get myself to think that they're going to win because they don't have the stars. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a star. I don't really call him a superstar. They have Lowry, Bam. They just have a solid system with great head coaching. And it seems like in the playoffs recently, it's about star power. And it's two or three guys that can just carry you to a finals, which has been happening year after year after year. And Watching, I I can't argue with that pick. Like watching the Bucks, when it comes to big games that I've watched all year on TV, like there's nobody can stop Giannis. It's a he's essentially just a cheat. Like in the game, when he if he's ever making jumpers, I've seen him start recently making like mid-range to step back. If he's hitting step-back jumpers, there's no one beating them in the East because you have to Middleton can shoot. Middleton can board. Drew holiday plays astounding defense. He can score at the rim. You've got shooters everywhere on the bucks lineup. Like they are so tough. And then the Suns just don't lose somehow. They just win <laughs> like 75% of their games. I think they won what 63 or 64 games this year or something. Yeah, They
0: just, they just don't lose. Like they don't lose any game that
1: they're not supposed to lose. Exactly. Ever. And with i feel i feel for them because they made it to the finals last year and i want chris paul to get a ring so badly i just don't think they match up well with the bucks so i think they just need to hope that someone else from the east gets there if they get there but they've looked so good i can't pick against the suns in the west with how Mm -hmm. bookers playing and with how those role guys are going and deandre ayton has been great this year he was great in the playoffs last year he's just He's finally like utilizing his size as he should. He's an absolute monster on the inside when he plays aggressive. So I would love to see a finals rematch. I know I said I like seeing fresh faces, but that those two teams like match up so like well. It's so exciting to watch. I wouldn't mind seeing it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a very different, like very contrasting styles too. I remember last the last uh, last finals was very contrasting. You get like one team that's you know, when they need a bucket, they get give it to Giannis at the top of the key. And in today's NBA, you just, you really just can't stop Giannis. You know, you're they're gonna you're gonna foul him. You just gotta hope he makes a mistake or something because mm-hmm. there's really no way to stop him when he's coming at you down the lane. Especially like you said, if he's making if you're if you're if you have to defend him out of the key because he's making a jump shot or a three pointer, like you're in you know, trouble. <laughs> it's, you're in trouble. So yeah. So I mean clearly we obviously both think Bucks and Sons is a, it's a safe bet, but it's going to be an exciting time. I mean, the NBA playoffs is always it's always fun. Um, seven game series normally means the better team wins out, which is mm-hmm. which is not the case in March Madness always, which is very different. You know, very different case of basketball watching for sure.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm I'm like torn because I enjoy both formats so much. Like I, on one hand, I love the sudden death where anybody can beat anybody, but then the basketball like purist side of me is like seven games makes way more sense because you want the good team to eventually show that they're the better team because anybody can like you lose one game. It's like, all right, well they were clearly better. They just played worse that night. But when it's seven game series, it does more often than not, you don't see as many big upsets because the good team just wears you down and eventually wins the series. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of arguably one of the most popular sports, I'd say football, everybody, 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 uh follows along even football in the offseason. I know there's just so so much in the news about football constantly, whether it's guys getting large contracts, it's rumors about where guys are gonna go, who's gonna retire and who's gonna unretire. <laughs> 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 Tom Brady. <laughs> <Who's that? laughs> yes, Tom Brady is unretiring. We'll see what happens. Uh if he wants another farewell tour, seems seems like he doesn't deserve one of those again. <laughs> but uh, we had some huge, huge moves. I know the one that shocked me the most was Tyreek Hill leaving the Chiefs and signing with the Dolphins. I
0: I'm, don't understand what is going through that man's mind when he leaves the Chiefs to go to the Dolphins.
1: I mean, it's about money at that point. It has to be. There's no other. That's it, the mean, only explanation. I mean, I get it. <laughs> like Stephen A. always says, like, it's all, it's amazing to live in Miami. He's like, I'll always go to Miami to watch the finals. Like me, may, Tyreek maybe just wants to be in Miami. Kansas city definitely can't compare to Miami when it comes to living and quality of life probably. But from a football standpoint, you just sit there and you're like, you have like the best or the second best quarterback in the league with a great head coach, a lot, a like squad that's going to, probably be a top four seed for like every season and compete for a super bowl. And you're going to the dolphins who (laughs) every couple (laughs) years seem to be like a laughing stock of the NFL. It's, it's a very interesting move. And I, I can't imagine the chiefs wanted to let him go, but he did command the highest salary of any receiver ever. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, it's, it's obviously tough to turn down a big price tag and, and it's always the conversation, right. We have with these, with these athletes and, in all these sports of like, okay, are you going to chase the money? You're going to chase the wins. And it's hard to chase both. It is, it is hard to, you know, a lot of teams, like we've seen with the Patriots for many years we saw with uh, we saw what happens with green Bay. We saw the Rams was actually a usual case where like they paid everybody and they won and
1: they won. Which was yeah.
0: like, I, I don't, I don't understand where the Rams money comes from, but that's a separate, a separate conversation. Yes. Um, Ty- yeah. Tyreek to the dolphins. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, sure. Miami, Miami's all right, like to live in and stuff, but in probably better than Kansas City. Uh, and Tyreek has already won a championship, so maybe he's like, yeah, you know what? You know, I've already seen there, been there, done that. It wasn't actually that cool, so maybe I'm just try- <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to run around in the warm weather with a quarterback who's like meh.
1: Yeah, I, it it shocked me. Like, if anything, I saw when I saw the headline pop up, I was like, oh, where's he going? Like, I was thinking another contender, and then I was like, the Dolphins just got him. <laughs> the <laughs> Like wow, I mean, the, their receiving core are actually very formidable now. If you're an NFL fan, very I mean, good. Jalen Waddle, arguably one of the better rookie receivers, putting mm-hmm. up like startling numbers. I think he had like 110 catches or something.
0: I mean, he would have been the talk of that class if not for Jamar Chase's crazy season.
1: Absolutely, and I think one other one that really, I mean, the one that we were everyone's been following like a soap opera was. Deshaun Watson getting cleared from his charges and we're still waiting because the NFL probably will end up suspending him six to eight games. So like he's not even going to make that much of an impact this year. I I see him only playing half the season most likely after Goodell hands down an inevitable suspension, but he went to the Browns also (laughs) shocking, absolutely startling why you would pick the Browns.
0: Yeah. This was so weird when this came out because all the reports are like, yeah, he's you know, he's between the Saints. He's like he's thinking about the Falcons, maybe. The Panthers are talking to him. And here are the Browns <laughs> that he actually goes to, who were not really in the conversation for what people seem like the experts knew. Like there was no chase he was going to the freaking Browns.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Browns were in it, and then he announced they were not in it. Yeah, he like, said it. Yeah. He said, Oh, I am not like the Browns are out of the hunt. And then all of a sudden they just swoop in and take him, and you're like then you look how much he got paid which is an inordinate amount of money and like all of it is guaranteed i think so it's a wild choice for somebody that hasn't played football in a year and but is supremely talented so we'll see what kind of action or what kind of how he is with the browns but despite everyone saying the browns are a QB away from the super bowl because they have great running backs great deep <laughs> pass rushers like okay, receivers. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. That the Browns are a QB away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm.
0: I am very curious to see what happens to Baker Mayfield if he like washes out. If he comes a backup <laughs> somewhere. If someone still wants to start him. I. I'm very curious. Or if he stays on the Browns. Maybe I doubt it.
1: I. I don't think he'll stay on the Browns. But maybe I mean, he does. I'm not terribly concerned. I feel like he's just going to become an actor. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a great actor. <laughs> he's, he. It's up for debate whether he's better in his commercials or on the field. I, I'm starting to believe that he's probably a better actor. than Honestly, yeah. It's, have, it's safer,
0: and he'd probably make more money. <laughs> he probably would. Wouldn't hurt himself, wouldn't tear his labrum.
1: Like, yep. it's, a, it's a safe career choice. And then the last one, a team that I think actually is a QB away from the Super Bowl, was Russ. They got the, the staple in Seattle for a decade, leading them to multiple Super Bowls with a Super Bowl title going to the Broncos. So that's going to be interesting. The Broncos may be trying to recreate the magic of when they grabbed Peyton near the end of his career and got to a Super Bowl and won it. What do you think about Russ going to the Broncos?
0: I mean, as a Patriots fan, I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, so now we got the Broncos to worry about. We got the Browns to worry about. We got the Chiefs already, the Chargers to worry about. The Raiders now have our ex-coach. Like, Literally what, everyone in that division, really scary now. <laughs> what is going on here? Like, the Dolphins got Tyree Kill. Why
1: can't I be in the NFC right now? <laughs> it um, like, yeah, it seemed like a few years ago, the NFC was the conference to be feared. And then about two to three years, everything flipped. And, like, the AFC is just going to be a gauntlet.
0: They're, they're just going to beat up on each other. Like, who even comes out of the AFC West at this point with, with Russell Wilson there? I mean, you're going to have... Those quarterback duels are going to be insane. Russell Wilson versus Justin Herbert versus uh, Mahomes. versus Mahomes, and then Derek Carr is like, "Hey, I'm still here, but like, I'm not that good."
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, like we're kind of good, and I'm like actually pretty good, but the fourth best in the division. <laughs> right? Like
0: we might beat all these teams, but we're not being really talked about. <laughs>
1: It's, there is a chance this year that you could see four teams come get into the playoffs from the same division. I know it's pr- it's most likely not going to happen, but with the extended wild card spot, I think it it is possible, right? It's definitely possible if yeah. they beat up on
0: all the other on all the other divisions and they and come they out just, on top.
1: Yeah, if they beat each other up but dominate the other out of conference and out of divisional games. That would be wild if all four of them got there, but yeah, it's going to it's going to be a shootout in that division and the NFL is rounding up to be Pretty exciting this year. I mean, we had Aaron Rodgers decide to stay um, in Green Bay. And then I I forgot to mention Devontae Adams leaving, which is Mm -hmm. big news because two of the top five receivers in the NFL on the move. Um, Devontae now going over to the Raiders, which makes the Raiders – Yep, yep. It makes the Raiders formidable because there is chemistry there because Devontae and Derek Carr were together at Fresno State. Um, So they they do – I heard they have great – like ability for each other off the field and have great chemistry. So we'll see what they can do on the field. I I'm excited. I'd love to see him do well with, with Carr. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see. I mean, I don't think it's Devante Adams. It, it, it's,
0: it's tough because he was getting force of the ball all the time in green Bay. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how you can necessarily mimic that. And like the placement was always pristine with what, what Rogers gave it to you. And so I don't know if he's going to get the exact same treatment, but yeah, like you said, that the NFC is wide open now. I mean, you basically have the NFC West is always going to be challenging, but then you have like the Green Bay Packers, and that's it. Like, who else is even in there? I mean, yeah, the Cowboys. I, come on,
1: never. No, <laughs> nobody from the NFC East is threatening anything this year. With mm-hmm. Carson Wentz going back to the Redskins, oh, big news coming back into the division.
0: Uh, it's the <laughs> Commanders now officially. Oh, that's,
1: that's right, the Commanders. The Commanders might be the best team in the division. I don't believe in the Cowboys and the Eagles look shaky and no Daniel Jones isn't leading the Giants anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <they'd> never, never. <laughs> so, uh, that'll be, that'll be very interesting. The, there could be a lot of, uh, different things happening with, you know, big Ben retiring that division is going to be wild. Can Burrow do what he did this year? Is it going to be like a, a slump? Maybe he goes into and in the with a healthy Lamar and, the Steelers God, they got Mitch Trubisky, I think. Oh my God. <laughs> That's going to be, they're in trouble. It's it's going to be interesting. You got a lot of quarterbacks going to places where you're like, why did they do that? And then other quarterbacks, like all the quarterbacks are in one good division. And then you got Josh mm-hmm. Allen, who I feel like is probably just going to dominate this year again mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. weaker division. Yeah. Um, yeah. I
0: mean, don't, don't forget about uh, the New York jets though. Don't sleep oh yeah. on them.
1: Don't sleep on the jets. <laughs> they were, they were in the sweepstakes for Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I, I never thought he was going to go there, but that they were in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, sports in general has been just absolutely wild. The NFL drafts coming up in two weeks. Um, there's going to be more golf tournaments. We're going to see if Scotty can sustain. I know there's going to be a break after the masters, but, um, we're going to see if these same guys, uh, that have been doing well all season can continue. Uh, baseball's in full swing. Now we got to mention opening day, uh, mm-hmm. happened the other day. And, we're going to get to see a lot more of our red Sox Cause we do share the, the socks as our, our team we root for. So I'm looking forward to, uh, watching and I've, I've been, it's almost like sports overload the past like three weeks. It's like, it's it's overwhelming. Cause sometimes there were so many things on that you couldn't watch all at once. And I, I will give a shout out, um, the the women's final as well UConn made it to the final and finally lost I believe for the first time in mm-hmm. Gino's career he was eleven and zero or twelve and zero and he suffered his first loss so that was in a pretty dominant fashion too
0: oh yeah that South Carolina team is is joke they were they were really good and uh, I watched that game and uh, I, I, I was sort of thinking in my head. Some some people who were watching, like some college sports fans, I'm sure were couldn't be happier to see Duke and yukon Duke men and Yukon women, losing the same weekend. Like two just behemoths of the sport just go down in in painful fashion.
1: Oh yeah, there were there were definitely some people smiling. Um, it's the same people that root for the demise of the Cowboys uh-huh. <laughs> as well. So they've been it's been pretty good living for those guys the last couple um, last couple weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm sure we missed a lot of stuff, but but it's just, uh, you know, hot and heavy with sports right now. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're, we're going to change it up a little bit. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We are going to uh, change gears a little bit, and we have to talk a little bit about what happened at the Oscars. You know, no one really cares about the Oscars in general.
1: No. Um, I didn't <laughs> even know it was happening Like until I, I was on, like surfing through the guide, and then I was like, oh, wait, the Oscars are on? <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll tune in for some of it. I watched like 30 minutes, and I was like, nah, I'd just rather go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's super boring. I remember I was messaging you about it, and... It was like the most exciting Oscars ever because Will Smith smacked Chris Rock,
1: and I know I went to bed before that, so of course the the one Oscars out of like the last like fifteen years that I decide to sleep through <laughs> <laughs> has the the slap heard around the world. The slap heard around the world. I mean,
0: like regardless of how you feel about whether it's right, whether it's wrong, like all of it, it made it so entertaining. Like Erica and I were watching that. And we were like, oh, this is pretty, pretty dry and pretty lame. Like we just wanted to kind of see like what one best picture. We were thinking, wow, this just got, this just got a lot more exciting.
1: <laughs> no, that, I, I don't even, there. I I saw the headline the next day and I I saw it on my phone, the, the headline. And I was like, wait, what? So then I clicked <laughs> on it and was like, oh wait, so he actually did walk on stage and smack him. <laughs> Right, right. And it wasn't was like, a bit. like it was, No, it wasn't a bit. And it, watching it was so awkward. Like just how it just walked up, smacked him right in the face. Yep, I just got smacked in the face by Will Smith. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you did. And like everyone in the audience is like, wait, what just happened?
0: right because everything came out later of of all the details about it and and you see all the you know the replays and and you see when will smith like laughs at the joke at first and then he's he sees that jada's not actually okay with the joke and then he gets actually upset and then he walks up and then you see like the different people in the crowd that had different reactions to the slap and some of them are aghast and they're like oh my god this is crazy and other ones are laughing and because they don't know if it's a bit or not what a weird time
1: it really is. Like, it's just, it's something that would happen in 2022. Let's <laughs> like it, I, that, I almost am thinking it's like, it's staged because they want viewership back to the Oscars. It's possible. <laughs> and it's like something like that is going to draw people in and maybe next year be like, Oh, I'm going to tune in and just make sure, see if anything interesting happens. Oh,
0: ab- absolutely. I mean, Chris rock, it has, I don't know if you saw, like it's, it has skyrocketed his ticket sales mm-hmm. for his comedy tour. Oh which yeah. I guess people still watch Chris rock live.
1: I, I guess I think so. <laughs> uh, I found that out cause I saw an article like you just said that it was like, they're talking about the recent jokes he's made on his tour and like he's selling out crowds. And I was like, now I'm like, this is uh, staged. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Will Smith did get banned from the Oscars for 10 years. So, I'm not really oh, sure. Oh yeah,
0: if, but he but he won his best picture. That was such a weird speech. That, that speech was so weird.
1: It was not well said, it was not well timed. <laughs> like nothing about it like felt okay. Like there wasn't the time for what was being said and you were just you were just ugh, I don't know how to feel about it. It was very weird. It was weirder than the slap. <laughs> it was
0: it was like the he said, "I'm a vessel for God's love," but like, one hour prior, he had gone up and slapped somebody.
1: <laughs> He's He was channeling, like, Daddy Williams and just being a protector. Like, it was, it was a weird speech. If you haven't seen the highlights, I'm sure you've seen the slap, but if you didn't actually listen to his speech, you should give it a listen just to be, like, just – I want to know what people think about it because it, it, was, <laughs> it was so weird to, like, comprehend or, like, hard to understand. Like, what – what was he trying to say there? It was just, it was strange. <laughs> Weird time. And, and so, as
0: I'm sure you know, and, and some of our, our listeners probably know, WrestleMania was also recent. the, the yeah, big event of the WWE big calendar. Another sports event
1: that we did not mention. That is, right. I forgot about that. That is a huge, that is the once a year, like, big time, celebrities galore, like, best wrestling event of the year
0: exactly and so some memes and stuff that came out later were saying oh we would love to see will smith versus chris rock and like whether it's ufc or boxing or in wwe
1: chris rock's gonna die
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm thinking will smith probably uh but so anyways you know how these have these like superstars at wrestlemania that show up like this year logan paul showed up Mm -hmm. there's also I think uh like Stone Cold Steve Austin came back. There's all these random, random yeah. celebs that and, show up.
1: And now Rousey Rousey's a staple in the WWE now. So she was there, yep. I believe. Yeah.
0: Yep. And so I, I have a few different feuds, some 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 very famous celebrity feuds. Okay. A la Will Smith and Chris Rock.
1: Some, r- that some real feuds that, that we Real could, feuds. Okay, real feuds. Real not, feuds not hypothetical feuds.
0: No, no, these are real feuds that some have sort of been like pushed under the rug a little bit, but some are still active. And so, I want you to tell me how how much you would be willing to buy the WrestleMania pay per view, oh based on on this as the headliner on the main card. These two, and I also want you to give me your prediction on on who who would put on a would they put on a good show? Would they be horrible in the ring? Like what's what's going to happen during this fight? So uh, obviously, it's not UFC. Like they're not trying to kill each other. It's all it's all fake. It's but, all a show. But uh, so the first one. Is, is an is sort of a throwback to two people that have sort of buried buried the hatchet a little bit, but it is Katy Perry versus Taylor Swift. If if you recall, they they had a feud. Uh, it started like in the late two thousands and lasted for a while, actually. Um, I don't actually know all the details. I'm sure Jake Gyllenhaal was involved or something, <laughs> but I don't really know all the details. But I do know it existed. It uh, so there were, I, I, I didn't
1: I didn't read in depth about the the minutia. Of what was going on, <laughs> but I, I do know there was some some feelings back and forth between those two for a while. Uh, this one, this would be super weird. I mean, I, I have frequented the like WWE divas and seen mm. kind of how they do their thing, but you know, some of them are pretty tough. There's some badasses in the in the in the mm-hmm. diva side, especially now that you throw Ronda Rousey in, who legitimately is someone that actually could kill people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, women's division is is big time now. Like they they actually headline shows now. They're mm-hmm. they're big time competitors.
1: Yeah. With so my initial gut reaction to Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, I don't think it would be a very good show. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to because both of these people do not seem to be very athletic. Mm. I don't see there being a lot of aerial moves or a lot mm. of actual wrestling, like fun physical stuff to watch. There could be a lot of uh a lot of slapping, a lot of hair pulling, like a lot of like crowd interaction perhaps, or like guest mm-hmm. people coming in. I mm-hmm. could see that happening. Um but in terms of like results, I think Katy Perry easily gonna beat Taylor Swift in this. And I also right. think I think she actually could be somewhat entertaining. I feel like she with her persona and how she She is like her stage presence. I think she could play to the crowd a bit better. I think than Taylor Swift. I don't see Taylor Swift being a successful like WWE entertainer. Um, But this is not going to be one that I would pay a lot to watch. I'm I'm illegally streaming this one on my phone and risking getting a virus (laughs) (laughs) because I still want to see what happens. Um, So yeah, I I mean, in the
0: in the tail of the tape, you've got Taylor Swift is five eleven pretty tall
1: and Katie Perry 58 I did not both were both work out a lot I did not know she was 511 so yeah I think the I think the the cardio probably there and the reach for Taylor Swift uh, Taylor Swift some grappling um, moves uh, potentially some grappling potentially some uh and I'd be interested to see what kind of costumes they're rocking like as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. I and mean, outfits with I mean we've seen what Katie Perry rocks even in just performances it's like true age like i'm it's sure her, her wwe like character and persona and outfit would probably be like out of this world outrageous so like who do
0: you think who do you think the crowd would would you know get behind as like the heel versus the face like who do you think they're that they're gonna like turn on or, or want to win the match
1: there i think i think Katy perry more naturally fits in as the the villain like mm-hmm. the she seems like she would be she would turn into the villain because I think there's too many like Taylor Swift loyalists out there. The Swifties. The Swifties that are gonna that would if she was if she was in WWE for an event, the Swifties would would be in full force. They'd probably
0: honestly they'd probably make a pretty good dent on like the pay-per-view side.
1: Yeah, per, that probably is true. Um is the sales, but I'm talking about they'd show up like to watch the fight. Like in Oh, they person. They'd go.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be a, a weird that would, weird be, crowd that would be for a whole, WrestleMania no. plus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be that would be a wild crowd. But so yeah, I think it, it'd do all right. It wouldn't be my cup of tea for my favorite matchup to watch, but it could potentially do well on pay per view because you know what sells? Those are those are two like pretty good looking women fighting in the like a WWE event. There's going to be eyes on it for sure. Um, but I think for result, like I said, I think Katy Perry takes the the actual win, quote-unquote.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's who they're going to slate to that's, win. That's yeah, who yeah. they're going to
1: slate to More win. More believable,
0: for sure.
1: That'd be her, her like, springboard as a villain into the WWE. I could see
0: it! I could see it! Alright, so that, that was the, the warm-up. So the, the second one here is I'm not sure if you, how familiar you are with, with a Buried Alive match. This is a WWE match where where they literally try to bury each other in a hole that's been pre-made, and then you cover them with dirt. Until I, you win.
1: I have seen a few of those. I it's know an
0: outrageous concept.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know Undertaker is famous for being in these matches as well as Kane and some of mm-hmm. the big stars, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So it, it's a buried
0: alive match, and we're doing the the feud that everyone loves to talk about, Kanye West versus Pete Davidson in a oh. buried alive match. <laughs> Are you tuning in and, and who's putting on a good show here?
1: So this one I'm definitely tuning in. This would be hilarious. <laughs> um oof. they both are big entertainers. I think it would just the be, because of how Pete Davidson looks. <laughs> like it would just be funny to watch him in a wrestling ring. It would be like throwing like Andy Samberg in the wrestling ring. <laughs> You just – and I think Andy Samberg probably far more athletic than – Yeah, Pete Pete doesn't strike
0: me as as much of an an athlete.
1: No, I don't see – but I I could see Pete like cheating for sure. Oh, for
0: sure. He could do the low blows.
1: Yeah, Pete's definitely like having someone like turn the referee around and then doing something dirty like behind his back or maybe having – He's one to like pull like a bat from underneath the stage. (laughs) <laughs> he's he's gonna be up to the dirty shenanigans. Um Kanye, I mean Kanye is an entertainer, but I think Pete Davidson definitely better for WWE like presence. I think he'd be funnier, he'd be more entertaining. Uh, would he win? I'm not sure. <laughs> but then again, it's hard because this isn't a this like you said, this isn't a UFC fight. This is a this is a WWE scripted fight. What would what would make the most fans happy? And once right. again, I think this is I think this is Pete Davidson winning this, like scripting him <laughs> to win this because it's just so outrageous that he would win a match like this. That it's true. I think he has that like character where I think he could also play like just this weird, stupid, like villain that somehow wins even though everybody hates him and wants him to lose. Um that would be entertaining. I would definitely tune in though. This would I would buy this if I was. Watching mm, over the last is, one, I think if I had the choice between the two, I think I'm spending a little bit more on this one. I'd love to, I'd love to see. Like, I don't love Pete Davidson as like a, like a, in general, but he is funny. Like, he he definitely is funny, and I enjoy watching some of his shenanigans.
0: Yeah, I think he would he would definitely put on a fun show. Like, he would cater to the crowd. Mm-hmm. He it'd probably be one of those matches. Like, the script of the match probably be. Kanye being like pretty mad about it, and, and and like actually probably beating up, you know, in in the in the wrestling like beating up Pete pretty hard. But then Pete has like these really lucky breaks, so, like you said, he gets distractions, like mm-hmm. something happens, and and like a few just key moments, Pete Davidson like blows dust into.
1: Kanye's eyes, or basically, yeah, you, like you can think of him. Pete Davidson's basically like a leprechaun. He's gonna, he's gonna be, yeah, doing yeah, some, <laughs> some dumb stuff. Like,
0: and he's just probably got some stupid grin while he's burying Kanye alive. <laughs> like he's just giggling he's gonna, or something. He's gonna be doing
1: some horn swoggle stuff for <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: horn swoggle. <laughs> yeah, for for those WWE, that don't know who that
1: is, WWE aficionados, horn swoggle was always up to pulling weapons from beyond behind the stage or going into the crowd. Um, I think, I think it would definitely, he would be entertaining. Pete Davidson would definitely be entertaining. I see them scripting it for the win. They would, he'd be like the underdog who would be not taking it seriously and getting like, yeah, like you said, one of those miraculous turnarounds where he gets a super lucky pin. (laughs) <laughs> Where yep. like the, yeah, yeah, exactly. or like the ref is i could see the ref being knocked out while kanye is getting the pin but there's no one there to like actually do the count the classic it's
0: a classic <laughs> move <laughs> and
1: as long as they don't see it doesn't matter if it didn't happen <laughs>
0: yep no that's that's a good point <laughs> okay so this one this one seems like a view um the next one also a a, a, a couple Few rappers actually. This is some old beef that you may or may not be familiar with. So this is a tag team match. We've got oh. Eminem and Fifty Cent, two two big longtime friends, very good friends in the uh, the music industry, versus famous famous fight between Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly, who Eminem basically like ended his rap career, and MJK is going to team up with Nick Cannon, who has also had beef with Eminem, related to Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. So. It's an interesting matchup here. Uh, probably probably some you know different styles. we got two old guys. Nick Cannon's like not quite as old, and then MGK's young guy. So interesting matchups.
1: I am a fan of the tag teams because this, this elicits another like aspect into the wrestling matches. Because if you're not familiar, the tag teams, only one guy is in the ring at once, supposedly. I'll put that in quotes. <laughs> because usually the other guy is in the ring on and off pretty much the whole time. Cause the, this is, this is tag team is full shenanigans. Like you're, you're messing with the ref. You're, you're like, mm-hmm. you're getting him to look at you. So then your teammate can do something completely illegal. Uh, so this one would be, this one would be fun. I think, I mean, just based on like appearance alone and like physique, I feel like 50 cent, <laughs> probably like actually wrestling, or like doing, he could do some of the moves. I feel like maybe some suplexes, perhaps he could. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel. I mean, we've seen Machine Gun Kelly like built like a like a branch or a twig. <laughs> like yeah, let me
0: let me pull up some let me pull up some some weights and heights yeah. here.
1: If we get the tail <laughs> of the tape, I can't imagine his his frame is too intimidating.
0: All right, so we have Machine Gun Kelly up. Uh, he's six foot two. It is, pretty tall, tall pretty tall guy cool. 170 oh
1: so that is very light 170 light for, for that 62,
0: yeah for that weight or for that height so we have that's mgk as you thought uh Eminem, actually kind of a small smaller guy mm-hmm. uh 58 157 that is very small but let, we're, we'll see what 50 cent he might he might help out here yeah with the height and weight I category feel
1: like 50 cent a little a little girthy
0: nowadays. Let's see. Fifty Cent is six feet
1: and 2 two hundred. Oh, so yeah, he's he's a 20, 205. He's a bit of a he's got a bit of girth on him. And then our,
0: our last but not least, Nick Cannon.
1: He's probably about apparently six
0: foot. A, on his show with uh, on his show Wild and Out. He has teamed up with Machine Gun Kelly as comedian. So they have a little bit of pour there. Is uh, he is. Let's see, 510, 165.
1: Interesting. So we got a lot of like, we got a lot of string beans. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a
0: lot of, a lot of skinny guys. And then you got 50 Cent.
1: And then you have 50 Cent, who's a bit, a bit girthier. Um, This one would be fun to watch because I feel like the, the crowd would be like heavy. I, and I say heavy, I mean like rooting for, 50 Cent and Eminem. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't who, see, I don't know who's going to be cheering for Machine Gun Kelly and Nick Cannon. I don't see anyone, anyone rooting for <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly and, um, and not even Megan Fox and Mariah
0: Carey. Well, Mariah Carey's yeah. not with Nicky, but yeah. Megan Fox, yeah. not, 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 not even Machine Mariah Carey. Carey. Me- <laughs> Megan Fox, probably <laughs>
1: the only one. I feel like Eminem, if he were to, like, be in this situation going into the WWE, would get, like, a similar reception to, like, Someone, I mean, like, someone beloved, like, The Rock. And that's saying something, because The Rock, like, when he goes to WrestleMania or WWE, like, everyone roots for The Rock. Like, they want The Rock to win no matter who he's facing. I feel like Eminem going to get all the crowd support. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, 50 Cent as a partner, I feel like this could be one. Of, but, that being said, the WWE and Vince McMahon, is they're just cruel enough where they're definitely going to have the villains win. <laughs> they're... You yes. think Eminem
0: and and Vincent are going to lose?
1: I think they're going to lose because the WWE is going to play the long run, so then they can have a redemption match coming mm-hmm. up. So then the they next get, WrestleMania, exactly. They, the hero, the triumphant return, the heroes get their revenge. Um, this would be filled with, I mean, like they're there going to be props. There's going to be chairs, probably a fake machine gun, if I had to guess. Like they're bringing <laughs> out, they're bringing out all the all the stops with their because those two guys definitely not going to be showing off the, the athletic prowess between <laughs> they're, they're lanky though. I could see them. Maybe they're light. May you could fly through the air. If you're, if you, if you're that uh, low a weight and you're, you're bouncing around, I could, they could see those stunts where you jump over someone after you bounce off. I mean, I'd love to see one of them try to pull an RKO. <laughs> oh, Randy, Randy. Um, uh, but would this, you, would you watch this one's tough? Like, I'd want to watch, I think, purely for Eminem. I'm one of the Eminem loyalists. Like, if he were there, I would be rooting for him, and I definitely would want to watch because I'm also someone who wouldn't mind seeing, like, Machine Gun Kelly just get, like, suplexed out of the ring. (laughs) Like, accidentally actually get really hurt? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fake. Oh, no, it's not. He just got thrown through an actual table. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, so this one isn't having quite the draw as the Pete Davidson Kanye West bear to live match.
1: Not, not quite. I think it could be. I think it'd be fun, but I don't think those guys have quite the. I know Nick Cannon and, like you said, MGK, they have, they are comedians, but I don't think they, they have the same draw that Pete Davidson were. I think he would make it more entertaining.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. Interesting. And and the uh, the final one I have for you is. It's a very, it's a very interesting one. It's actually a feud I didn't know existed until very recently. I was, I was informed of this. Uh, this is, it's going to be a no holds barred match. So one of those oh. matches where anything, any, anything goes. You, oh you my. reach under, underneath the ring and you find like barbed wire and you that's, start wrapping your opponent in it. That's
1: and, some, that's some Mick Foley type stuff. Yep,
0: Mick Foley. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is these matches can get crazy. Like there's real blood that starts to starts to flow a little bit in these ones. Uh, but, but we're going to have Martha Stewart and Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Oh, my apparently they, God. apparently
0: they really don't like each other.
1: I have heard this. I haven't looked into what exactly they, they have against each other, but I have heard this and have heard a lot of jokes about it. Um, but this one, like, I'm like low key scared of Martha Stewart. If we're being honest, she's been she's been to jail. She she's been to jail. She does a show with Snoop. Like she is pulling out some very like sketch stuff in a no holds barred match. Like I don't know, she might what. go off script. Yeah, she's definitely one to go off script. She's probably gonna have Snoop Dogg make an appearance in the middle of the fight. <laughs> and I mean, Snoop, he talk about reach. That's that's a tall man right there. That's true. That's um, true. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I think she probably would be one of the more athletic people you've named so far. I feel like she actually <laughs> could um, could do some of these stunts properly and actually be one of the more entertaining people for the the wrestling side and not just like the comedian side or the joke side. Um, but like, I I would tune into this one. I'm I'm down to this see would be pretty any, entertaining. I'm, I'm down to see anything with Martha Stewart. I watched the roast of justin bieber with martha stewart at it so (laughs) i i'm down to watch um a wwe event so that i think this one would probably be the most entertaining for me it would actually go above pete davidson would the actual product i mean i think it's biased A no holds barred match you're gonna want to tune into that because you're gonna see some outlandish stuff like there's no rules refs are getting knocked out i'm sure they're gonna (laughs) you're going to bring in like all sorts of stuff. They're going to be like prison references. Like this is going to be funny. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think they would definitely have Martha Stewart win this just to, because of how old she is and how funny that would be um, for her to, to just beat someone that much younger than her. <laughs> also like envisioning Martha Stewart in like a outrageous costume at WWE would be cr- just madness. <laughs> Oh, okay. yeah, and then seeing her, like, get the pin
0: over over someone and then, like, probably stomp around, like, with all her pride and, and saying some probably pretty not great things oh, yeah. afterwards.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they would be using some props. I mean, she's going to bring out, like, kitchen... kitchen yeah, like, kitchenware... <laughs> I could see like a frying pan being used for a clothesline. Like,
0: oh, yep, yep, definitely, <laughs> like definitely a frying pan. One of
1: the one of the wooden like baking the, where you roll out the dough. That thing's gonna come in and be used. Oh, oh, the roller pin, <laughs> the roller pin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow, maybe she's bringing in some like some Avengers type stuff. <laughs> it's true. We just pepper pots. She I mean, is pepper pots. She literally could show up in like an Iron Man suit. She's done it before in the movies. I know. So I mean then it would be over. Like she she killed, <laughs> it, It's it's no holds barred. She'd kill Martha Stewart on yeah, the Titan. she's
0: she's bringing an, an Iron Man suit and missiles.
1: <laughs> I mean may, maybe Robert Downey Jr makes an appearance. Oh, uh, that'd be that would be fun. Iron Man back from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh,
0: yeah then it just becomes snoop Dogg versus robert downey jr yeah.
1: <laughs> all of a sudden it's a tag team match
0: oh i, I mean i'm here for that
1: <laughs> i'd be here for it. this one would be super entertaining i would tune in this is like your this is like your 69.99 pay-per-view price
0: no for sure for sure I, this is I, what you're paying for yeah
1: this is some espn plus go on the app buy the subscription like ahead of time so you get the <laughs> deal i would watch this this would be entertaining this would be very funny. I All like right. that. All right. that. that would that would be wild. <laughs> All right, good good stuff. Um,
0: real quick, Chad, what a, oh, I know we don't have a hot take section this week, but we do have uh, our usual viewer to screw it section. Yes, uh,
1: we do. Um, we're gonna change it up a little bit though for the <clears throat> for the for the viewer to screw it. So typically we we're always looking for a movie or a tv show that we want to watch that's coming out but i feel like we haven't gotten into a missing part that a lot of people enjoy especially myself i am a i'm a frequenter of the of the music video variety i like to like go (laughs) when i hear a song that i like on the radio or that i haven't heard before i then go watch the music video and usually it's just ridiculous like it's so shocking Mm -hmm. because music videos there are like no rules like There are such weird things you see in those videos that you never would expect from the lyrics. (laughs) There's
0: music videos are are, can be so weird. Yeah, they're bizarre. I I mean, I know we've played a game where where we try to like look at the thumbnail picture on YouTube and we try to guess something that's gonna happen in the video. And it, it's it, it's incredibly difficult. Because... Oh yeah,
1: this is this is a game everyone should try. By the way, like trying to look at a song title or a thumbnail and trying to guess something random that's going to happen. I mean, you're going to see stuff that you never even imagined could be a possibility in the video, and you're like, "But why? How? Like, <laughs> who thought of that?"
0: <laughs> there are some weird, there are some weird music videos, and I feel like, yeah. Be- Obviously, not like a show or a movie. You can just get away with three or four minutes of just absolute clownery.
1: Yeah. No. Um, so, do we want to? You want to talk about the the videos we want to watch?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, in this in this case, there's one video that I've seen that Chad has not seen. Okay. There's one video that Chad has seen that I have not seen. So we're gonna, and so we'll switch up. We, we are not necessarily saying this is a viewer screw it. We're just saying hey, this is a video we yeah. have recently watched that is sort of interesting bizarre. and would you recommend checking it out? <laughs> uh, so, so mine for you, Chad, is a song called elastic heart and it's by Sia. Uh, and, and the video includes some, some very interesting dynamics of uh, and interesting cameos, not to give too much away. So.
1: I mean, I mean, yeah, if you know anything, if anyone's familiar with Sia, she, her videos are, are wild. I mean, I mean she, she's
0: strange as in yeah. general like she is
1: a, yeah. she's a unique person and her videos do not I mean they they never let me down. When I watch them I'm always like wow that was so weird. But like I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad I watched it because I never would have imagined that was what I would have seen. Um, Agreed. So I will look up and watch Elastic Heart. I'm excited because Sia usually has some weird ones and I've got one the for music's you. Music's pretty decent too. Yeah, I've got one for you that should also it comes from someone who is very bizarre, someone who <laughs> makes some music videos that have been very, very popular, but also just very, very weird. So Katy Perry has a song, Bon Appetit. And, bon
0: Appetit. Bon Katy again. Katy makes a second appearance on the Katie, pod.
1: Yep. Two, two appearances in the same pod for, for Katy Perry. Uh, her song, Bon Appetit, if you haven't heard it, um, it doesn't matter because you're not going to know what's in the video, <laughs> even if you listen to it like 15 times. You're not gonna... I've never heard of this.
0: This is, must not be one of her more popular songs.
1: No, it's not. And I'd say I think it was in the last year it was in, uh, released. So it's it's mm. a newer song. But yeah, it's wild. It is. It is a strange, strange video. And if interesting. You, if you haven't seen this, for anybody that is listening, like either pause the pod. Or just finish up real quick with our with our last segment, and then just go watch this right quick. Just do the the AirPlay, get it on the TV so you can view it nice and large, <laughs> not, not on the phone because this one's gonna just kind of be just a little mind blowing. It's just weird. You're not gonna expect it.
0: Oh, I'm I, I'm I'm excited to watch I love a little weird music video. So yeah, that's that's gonna be our uh, our view it Screw It for this week. Uh, we'll get back to you next week on on whether we enjoyed those videos. Uh, bon Appetit and Elastic Heart all right so the last segment chad what do we what do we have here
1: oh the last segment always the the salsa and chips and thank goodness i'm not the one doing it because i ate so many during the masters it was disgusting i (laughs) i sat there on sunday and just went through like an entire bag an entire like 32 ounce salsa it's kind of it's abhorrent the amount of mateos i ate (laughs) (laughs) remember it was they weren't responsible for my obsession that's
0: right. Yeah, that was that, that was our, on, the, on the pod that we didn't, didn't we release. didn't get to publish. But yeah, Chad Chad tried Mateo salsa, and yeah, what did they say about it? What was it that?
1: was not responsible for my obsession. It was uniquely different. So, <laughs> it, I mean, it, I it was all I had. So I don't know if I was obsessed, but God, I ate so many chips and salsa. Uh, so what are what are you gonna have? I know that um, we've we've had a lot of stuff in the middle ground. We've been doing a lot of like mm-hmm. medium and mild. So I'm hoping we have you've brought something maybe a little more flavorful or something a little different that maybe is either super hot or super just like cheesy or maybe green chili or something with a more unique flavor. So what do you have for us for our for our our daily salsa tasting during the the end of the pod?
0: Yeah, well you're in luck because today I have uh a brand you've definitely heard of, Tostitos. You ah, all have heard of.
1: The, the, the chip of champions.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, it's going to be Tostitos Goose and a Tostitos Salsa.
1: Oh, so, the double uh, the combo.
0: The, yep, I'm going to be a Tostitos loyalist today. And we're actually going with the Chunky Habanero Salsa, which I, I believe is what they brand as their hottest salsa.
1: Oh, I like that then. Anytime that something says it's their hottest, I'm willing to give it a shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, putting Habanero in the name is, is – I'm expecting this to be spicy I, yes you can't I would be disappointed if it's not hot
1: unless they're unless they're giving you some like follow-up that says like it's habanero mango flavored like this needs I'm right, gonna cut down this needs to be this needs to be hot so I'm I'm excited because I am a big fan we are both big fans of salsas with kicks and this one hopefully will have a big kick and I I usually don't venture into the chunky side I'm usually more of a uh, regular texture kind of guy, but sometimes you get some chunky, some chunky action. Not always, not always uh, a bad a bad thing. It seems like you're you're you got some crunching going on. I don't see any First, immediate reactions, so it may not be that hot.
0: So the smell is very good. Open it up, get a nice a nice fragrance from the spice. So. Happy with how it smells. It tastes pretty good. Here's what I'll say: Tostitos knows Tostitos knows who buys Tostitos, <laughs> and that's not going to be people necessarily that are comfortable with spice level. No. So I've had Tostitos medium. I think we both have, and it's not that not it's not that medium. And I got to say, their hot is not that. It's 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 what's some people that we know would think is like the hottest thing ever, but it's just not, it's just not.
1: Yes. Those people, we have many of those people in our, in our close <laughs> circle that always tell them that the mild salsas are the hottest thing ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, it's underwhelming, but it's, it's, it's predictable though, because like you said, yes, just, Justito's playing to their audience. They know, they know who's buying the chip and they know in order to sell that they can't be burning people's taste buds.
0: It's, it's true it's true because those people are gonna be upset and so I I thought this going into this and it about met expectations for what I thought the hot level would be I do have a little bit of struggle with like them saying it's habanero salsa like it's just not it's not really like burning me like let me look though at the uh they actually yeah. are having our peppers in here which it does is surprising, have the red, but it does a
1: red label and it, it does it appears right like, <laughs> branding it would appear to be a hot salsa just from the red coloring and Everything. So that's, you you hate it when you, when you buy something that's hot, like it's not, you're hoping that it's at least above like medium, which I don't know how you think that compares to the typical Tostitos medium. Is it slightly hotter? Oh, for sure. Hotter than medium.
0: Like there is definitely like a little bit of a tingle going on. Like it's, you know, I'm not getting any sort of like eye water or nose run Mm -hmm. at all, but it's, there's definitely like more than a medium. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I actually think it's good. I, I actually enjoy this a lot. Because sometimes with a hot salsa, it's, it is it can be hard to just down a lot over you know mm-hmm. while you're watching, like you said, the Masters. So in this case, like this is a comfortable salsa that if you want something that has a little bit more kick, but you can just down a bunch of it. This seems like actually a decent salsa for that.
1: That's not too bad, then, because that's usually what I prefer. That's what I'm looking for: something with a with a kick that I can also eat in surplus um, and eat a bunch of. So maybe this could fit the bill. Um, but now that I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to be careful with my my next week's selection. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some digging here uh, online. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something special next week, and it's it's, it's gonna be interesting because I I'm tired of these companies mislabeling their their jars, telling us, oh, it's got habanero. If something says habanero or jalapeno or ghost chili, like it mm. better be hot because you're listing you can't be listing peppers in the name when you're not bringing the heat so I'm gonna I'm gonna find something but I, that's good to know I'm gonna have to get some of the, the habanero hot though as a, a staple to have in the house maybe for for some weekend sports that because I I just can't seem to find stuff with enough kick um, over the long run mm.
0: yeah this is not bad this is be a decent option for that so I would say flavor out of seven. I go to five. I think it's actually, it's a good tasting salsa, especially there like Tostitos brand. Pretty good. Spice level. Again, I weigh this against like what it's branded as chunky habanero salsa. It's supposed to be hot. The spice level really is going to end up oh, just like a four for me. Mm-hmm. That's not the same four as a medium four. That's a four because I'm expecting it to be higher. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the, the dip it's pretty good. Like they're, they're making this to specifically be dipped by their own, their, their own, own chip their own Tostito scoop <laughs> so uh, for me the Tostitos Tostitos bond is like probably puts me at a six for disability
1: okay so the the Tostitos Tostitos bond it, it's working it, it definitely it is, it, working. It, it is the chip to, to dip in that salsa probably good texture good consistency it probably is it, very good experience besides for just letting you down a little bit on the on the spice aspect
0: yeah, exactly. Which which I can get over if I just want to eat eat a decent amount of it. So honestly I think it's pretty successful. I think it's a pretty good salsa.
1: All right. Perfect. I love to I love to hear about some salsas that I have not tried that I can I can expand my my salsa selection. I, I seem to be buying <laughs> the same like couple, five or six on a rotating basis. So add more add more to the the repertoire. Get some get some new salsas in there. Um, hopefully we can this is one that you guys will go ahead and try um, if you're listening. And then hopefully I can bring one next week that will be special. Or maybe we'll have one that I'm just absolutely disgusted by, which which could be fun too because I've been told I'm a picky eater. But it seems like I eat every salsa there is. So maybe I'm not that picky. <laughs> <laughs> wow shout out yeah, to the haters yeah yeah that's right they know who they are
0: <laughs> all right good stuff well as always uh it was great hanging out with you guys
1: tune into the social media channels we'll get you some posts this week and maybe give maybe drop like an upcoming hint uh, a mystery post about the upcoming salsa so lo- look Ooh. look for that one <laughs> it's spicy you might say spicy <laughs> post <laughs> all right thanks guys see
0: you later